So I was at, at the Costco, of course, because I had to get scotch, really. And so I was like, ooh, I could pay $35 for the Kirkland brand 12-year scotch, or I could pay $16 for a handle of the Kirkland brand regular scotch. And I was like, well, I just have to buy the regular scotch. <laughs> Howdy, it's Monday, September 6th, 2021, and this is episode 155 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Extra special Labor Day edition. Indeed. Unfortunately, here at Do For A Win World Headquarters, we are a union-free property, so they made us work on Labor Day. They cracked the whip up there. They they did. They said they were going to send in the scabs if we did not record this episode, (laughs) so we had no choice. All the listeners would have been like, thank goodness, finally, they've replaced these idiots with someone who actually knows Atlantic City. <laughs> or doesn't, just like any random scabs would be better than yeah. us. <laughs> just like two random Two people random people off the street, yeah. Who have like recorded a podcast once. Nah, that's not even necessary. Mm. Truly the most unskilled of unskilled labor. <laughs> that's why we don't get Labor Day off. I know. The overlords that do for a win are, are pretty draconian sometimes. Very harsh, truly. Despite our best in class uh, paternity leave. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I was looking at what our longest break between episodes was, and we had over a month at one point uh-huh. during one of those paternity leaves. Yeah, probably yours. Although both times there was a paternity leave, the other person recorded an episode. You at least got someone else on. I think once I just recorded an episode solo. No, I talked to Eleanor when you were out and you talked to Vito. This is where somebody's like, Craig's recorded 153 episodes solo, so. (laughs) In terms of, you know, that I. And I recorded one with Eleanor. (laughs) (laughs) Since I have done all the talking. I mean, in some sense, you've done all of the work on all of these episodes, so you do get credit for that, I think. Mm. Like, I don't get a writing credit, I think. There's no writing, just to be clear. None of this is written before. Oh, it's scripted. This is all scripted. Yeah, this is, we've, we're 100% on script. There's no ad-libbing any of this. Mm-hmm. That's why it is absolute gold every week. Every Speaking of weeks. absolute gold, Craig, 10.05, take it or leave it. Under, definitely under. It's all right, 9.38 all right. right now for the people. What happened in 1855? Let's get right to it so you can win. Okay. Uh, construction began on <laughs> the legendary Absecon Lighthouse. Uh, which was very important because in the 10 years before the lighthouse was lit, this is a quote, at least 64 ocean-going ships were lost off the coast of Epsecon Beach. Dr. Jonathan Pitney, Atlantic City legend. Friend of the podcast. Friend, friend of the podcast. Who promoted the development of Atlantic City, as you know, lobbied the federal government for a lighthouse as early as the 1830s, and it took 25 more years for them to start building It is 171 feet tall, the tallest lighthouse in all of New Jersey, as it should be, because it's the most important. Have you been to the top of it yet? I've not. I can't believe it. I should do it. I like like going upstairs. Yeah, if you love stairs, there's no better place to go. (laughs) Our elevators were out for a few days here after the Henry. Yeah, you're on like seven or eight, right? I'm on 12. 12? Oh my. It's a lot of stairs. goodness. It's a nice one, though. You run up those stairs. I had to carry my son up the stairs a couple (laughs) times. Holden was just having none of it. No, it was, uh, I mean, it was just so slow. I was like, come on now. Let's go. <laughs> Sounds like a good workout. It is. You've been up the lighthouse multiple times. I have. 
Tell us First, I have to say, the, the main thing to say about the lighthouse is the grounds are just, like, beautiful. You know, it's this fenced block. It's an entire city block. Grounds are, like, meticulously manicured, at least when I was there. Who knows what it's like now? Yeah, and then just the lighthouse, you go in, there's, like, a guest house or whatever, and then you just uh, talk to the people, go upstairs to the lighthouse. There's not a whole lot to do there, but I think it's pleasant. You get great views at the top. I should do it. We can do it in uh, two weeks, Greg. We could. Hey, Spoilers. Spoilers. Yes, we can't get to that until we've talked about 1955. Two motels opened. And the big thing, no motels, who cares, right? Two motels? Whatever. They are still there today. They are not motels, but the structures from 1955 are still there. I'm talking about this like it was 200 years ago. 1955, you know, 66 years. That's not so long. Like, a a building should last 66 years. The first one, the Nautilus Motel at Pacific and Providence Avenues. So caddy corner from the old Atlantic Club slash Hilton slash HGH, which we have to describe it as every time in case there's any confusion. Rest in peace. It had 50 units. The Nautilus marketed itself as distinguished resort living in quotes. I should probably say where these quotes are from. I'll link to them. This is the Atlantic City experience. The previous quotes were from the Atlantic City Free Public Library, acfbl.org. Anyways, 50 units. A postcard from the era states that nothing can surpass the accommodations of the Nautilus for decor and sheer personal comfort. So it's now the Seabreeze condominium. Did you look at the pictures of the Nautilus? I see the one picture of it. Probably the postcard that has that quote on it. Certainly looks like sheer personal comfort to me. It does. I guess the big thing was that it was like several blocks off the boardwalk. Mm -hmm. And so it was cheaper. So they had to like... I like that. Do up, yes. So they had to upsell the uh, the other amenities. And then one block closer to the beach, this was described as on the boardwalk, but I would not call this on the boardwalk. The Sun and Sand Motel built itself as an adventure in luxury living. And I don't know if you want to look at that picture. Oh, I've, I've seen the picture and like shockingly, the picture in the postcard looks exactly the same as the building yes. looks now. And I would not call it luxury living. An adventure, maybe. I mean, I'm sure it is an adventure now. It has a claim to fame, which is that Duncan Hines of Cake Mix fame (laughs) was apparently a travel critic back in the day, and he once recommended the old Sun and Sand Motel. What year was this? Oh, I don't know. Probably 1856, like probably right (laughs) after this. Probably 1956, Uh, you mean? 1856 would be impressive. Yeah, 1956. (laughs) It looks like it was built in 1856. It's now the Ocean Villas condominium. And I I say it is now. I don't know how frequently the Atlantic City experience is updated. For all I know, this is like part of Stockton now. Mm -hmm. But Google Street View still says Ocean Villas condominium. So I will say I've at least done that tiny bit of, of attempted research. Very good. Love that we're in the motel timeline now, so should be good for the next 20 years. Yeah, it's very like Mad Men. Yep. Talk about Howard Johnson. Before we get to the meat of the episode, I just want to also say that Craig is going to be on The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano, uh, AM 770 in the New York City area, and I guess the surrounding states, at 3.30 in the morning on Thursday, and it will be available on podcast later that day. But are you excited about being on at 3.30? set your alarm bright and early it's always a tough call if i should just push through and try to stay up or to set my alarm 
because normally I go to bed at like 12.31 anyway. Yeah. But like the odds that I fall asleep on the couch and don't wake up for the call if I try to stay up is like way, way higher than if I just try to force myself to go to bed at like 10, which means I actually fall asleep at 11.30 and Uh just wake up four hours later. But I'm going to try to be on my game a little more than last time. Uh, Last time he, right at the start, he said, what's good, Craig? And it totally went over my head. That that was it's a reference to in the, the morning, podcast man. because it's three thirty morning. No, that's I said I, I emailed him after and I was like I can't believe I missed that when I, until I listened back to it and he's like yo it's the hours man you can't can't <laughs> worry about that like, so I appreciated that from him. Uh-huh. So yeah, we'll talk about some Atlantic City. Probably talk about I don't know I don't know what he's going to ask actually so I won't even guess because I'll make a fool of myself. <laughs> you know what they say about people who assume. That's right. They make fools of themselves. They make fools of themselves and all, everyone around them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. Indeed, the exact phrase. I believe I believe so. So, to get to the main point of this episode, what you've all been waiting for, I think we are hopefully officially going to Atlantic City, Greg. I don't think there's any hopefully. I think it's done. God only knows that one of my kids is going to get quarantined because of COVID exposure or something. Or, you know, like, I wouldn't say that we're definitely oh, no. going, but. Yeah, I mean, we haven't talked about, like, my kids have to get tested between now and then. <laughs> oh, do they? Yeah, they, all, they have to get tested tomorrow. Oh. Oh. Well, sounds like the perfect opportunity for you not to go. Damn it. This didn't even cross my mind until right now. <laughs> I'm so shook by this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so annoyed. It's gonna and be it's crazy. like, I can work from home, like, you know, well, I guess everybody would have to quarantine at that point. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. God. This is horrible. <laughs> so we're not going to Atlantic City. Yeah, no one, no one is going to Atlantic City. <laughs> I will say, I'm sorry, what's giving me hope, to take this totally down COVID route, because why wouldn't it? Yes, that's what the people want. We are indeed the Atlantic City and COVID biz podcast. I mean, I have been for 18 months. The college I work at. You had to get tested if you were not vaccinated before the semester started, which was last week. They tested 1,000 full staff and students, two mm-hmm. positives. Yep. I thought it was going to be like 200 positives. No. I mean, two two seems a little light, frankly. Two is very low. That's way lower I, than I'd the I'd be expecting rate. double digits, certainly. So that's, that's giving me some. Like low double digits is what I would have. And those are all unvaccinated people. Mm-hmm. So all I can say is don't get the vaccine because you're very unlikely <laughs> <laughs> two out of ten forty, man perfect should probably cut that out good advice craig and then come meet us in ac yes do, do not get the vaccine and then come shake craig's hand and spit in his beer in AC. <laughs> spit in your hand and then shake my hand yes uh it's better than ball rats i guess anyway that's a very nice jersey reference so <laughs> i do what i can we are planning on going uh, next Friday the 17th until Sunday the 19th. Me, you, and Paul, at least. No one else has responded to my email, which is shocking, I tell you. Because you sent it 18 minutes I, ago. I did, I, did, I did send it like an hour and a half ago. So Nobody else is coming. Yeah, I don't think so. But if any of you are in the area and you'd like us to stand you up, because I'm sure someone in one of our families will have COVID, <laughs> you can plan on coming. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I'm just terrified now. This has just put a big, dark cloud over the entire episode. Just need to let whatever happens happen. I should know by Wednesday night. All right. Yeah, come say hi if you're there. I know a lot of people are going the next weekend because Michael Traeger of Travel Zork fame is going, and he actually draws a crowd, whereas we repel a crowd. That's right. So really, we should be getting paid by, by Travel Zork for probably pushing more people to his weekend. 
There were people who were like, eh, maybe I'll just go to the 18th, but now they will have no recourse but to go the next weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think that's probably, that makes sense. I don't think that the casinos like it when we come and, <laughs> and announce that we're coming and everybody just stays away in droves. They're probably like, oof, that's why Hard Rock never gives me any rooms, because they yes. know. I, they're like, stop talking about how much you like Hard Rock. So anyways, where are we staying, speaking of Hard Rock and hotels? I believe that you and your brother are staying at Ocean, or that should be pretty much a short thing, I guess. I am staying at resorts on Friday night on a comp, and then Tropicana on Saturday night, not on a comp at the moment, but we're still hoping that we'll get a comp somewhere Saturday night. We, the Royal We, are hoping. Uh, yeah, so we're staying at Ocean because we have crazy comps at Ocean. Uh, you, on the other hand, I don't know. You can't get comps anywhere other than resorts on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, appar- apparently. You and Paul just are too high roller for me, and I cannot get a comp. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We must have put in the companion goat or something. Yeah. Also, if you come and you say hi, you have to wish my brother a happy 40th birthday and buy him some sort of cocktail. Here's oh, yes. the thing, though. It has to be like a super high-end cocktail. Oh, yeah. He won't drink it if it's... Because, if, yeah, if you hand him like, you know, a screwdriver or something, he's going to dump it right on the casino carpet. Sprayed in front of your face. <laughs> yeah, that's how he. That's how he rolls. I don't know. So, anyways, ocean trap. Are you excited about anything about resorts and trap? I mean, I'm super excited about resorts. Always. I I have booked just a normal room. Not even doing the rendezvous tower in resorts. Just want to see what the regular old room is like. It's been a while, so they'll probably just put you in rendezvous tower. They probably will. But <laughs> last time I had one of those rooms, which was like seven years ago or something i remember it was extremely small and it was quite old and outdated now i think they've been refreshed so it should be pretty nice but still probably quite small so what time do you think you're gonna get to atlantic city i mean we'll get more into our trip i think next episode but yeah we're not going to talk too much about it but special for you guys we will try to do another episode next week so that you will hear a bit more about this i well i'm going to be picking you up in philadelphia at 11 right so i would assume we'd be there at about noon yeah assuming i don't miss the train which i think i should be able to make it the more i looked into it the more i think it's doable you're going to meet me in Philly at around 11, and then we'll get to AC probably, you know, a little afternoon. 12, 12.30, yeah. I don't know about my brother when he's getting there. And then you on Sunday... Well, I know he wanted to work some on, on Friday, right? So oh, really? I, I don't know. It's a bit later. I thought he was... Oh, I, don't I know, know on Thursday he would if he were going Thursday. This is going to throw me off, by the way, because like every episode that we have a trip report, it's Thursday to Saturday. And I always screw it up and start calling Thursday, Friday, and oh, Friday, but, Saturday. But yeah. now it's going to be... Friday to Sunday, and I'm actually going to be calling Friday Thursday, because I'm like, well, we always go Thursday Saturday. Anyways, nobody cares. So you're going to leave pretty early Sunday, though, right? Yeah, I'm going to leave probably like 9 or something on Sunday. I think I'm at the mercy of my brother on that, because he said he's willing well, to drop me off in Philadelphia. Aren't you buying a 1.30 train ticket to go home? You know, if that works for him, I'll do that. But I could take the NJ Transit at 1.30 and take a 4 p.m. train from Philly that's the same price, 17 whole dollars on the Amtrak. Or I could take the 130 hour bus, but the Saturday, the Sunday afternoon, oh, there it goes. There it is already. The Sunday afternoon traffic, I am very worried about on the bus because that yes. tends to be a hot mess. Although it's, it's after Labor Day. It should be a bit better now, I will think. Two weeks after. Yeah. It's, it will probably be. It should, better. it should be better because I don't know if you remember, but I swore I would never drive home again <laughs> yeah. in a weekend morning in the summer. But this, I feel like leaving at like nine on Sunday should be okay because it's after Labor Day. There should not be a lot of beach traffic that I hit. My hypothesis, and I'm always wrong, is that we're going to see a big drop-off in travel after Labor Day. Like, I mean, obviously, like, uh, it's, uh, there's always yeah, a big... Yeah, that's... Yes. Welcome to every year. We're not going to be, like, above pre-pandemic travel levels in the fall, whereas, like, the summer, the demand was crazy. Um, That's my theory. 
I think it'll be about the same as most usual years would be my guess. Maybe a little bit lower just because people like your situation, like you can't travel without pulling your kids out of school for like weeks afterwards, right? So I can't leave states that border New Jersey, (laughs) which is great. So I can go to like Pittsburgh, which is like five hours away. But you can't, you can't come home. But if I go to Baltimore, (laughs) which is two and a half hours away, mm, no, I can't do that. Anyways. Yeah. Talk more about it next week. We'll probably by then have dinner reservations. Oh, yes. Spa reservations. The whole massive do for a win fan meetup will be scheduled by people other than us. The real question is, are me and Paul going to do the man soup at Ocean? (laughs) I wouldn't totally rule it out. I mean, they have the hot tub, the coos, as you will. Yes. It is not part of the spa. Like, you don't have to go into the spa to go to the outdoor, whatever they call that, deck, patio area, coos. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I would do it. I'm not going to be up early enough to do it. You've never done the coos in your life, or the spa in your life, I thought. Yeah, I did the spa at Ocean with my wife. Uh, the Ocean Spa is amazing. I did the resort spa last time I was there. It was not amazing. I thought you said it was totally fine. It was fine. It was totally fine. You can't walk back your high praise for Resort Spa. I'm offended. Yes, my high praise that it was totally fine. Yeah, totally acceptable. It was worth the, like, 50% lower price than the Ocean Spa, I think. That was my... You know, you know us. We're going to have everything planned in the next week. Where we're going to be every night, bars, restaurants, entertainment. Joke, but I feel like you and your brother will probably actually have it all planned. <laughs> Meanwhile, I will be here not planning yeah, you'll have nothing but. I weirdly want to check out Bally's, but I think that's going to be a hard sell for my brother. Uh, you need to get your black card, dude. I do. I need to match. A part of that's because I'm feeling the burn of no comps anywhere. Not that that'll probably get me any comps, but they have full pay video poker. They have some interesting new restaurants. Eh, I don't know. We'll talk about it next episode. Gotta do Bally's. All right. Next episode, there will be more about Bally's. Atlantic City. A Bally's, a Bally's episode. So make your plans now. We will be there wearing do for a win shirts. Indeed. There is a Leeds United game the afternoon that we arrive, and I'm a little terrified. <laughs> Who are they playing? Newcastle. They should oh, beat Newcastle them. Newcastle sucks. Newcastle's so bad. Right, but that's going to make it so much worse when they lose. It won't make it worse. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Anyways, not in time for our trip. Ocean has announced plans for a new bar called Nola's that looks pretty slick. They posted on their Facebook page. I'll post a link. It's going to cost them $2.5 million. It's slated for a fall 2021 opening. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're very close to fall, but I don't think by fall they mean September 17th, three days before fall actually starts. Looks like it's going to be in the old high limit slot area. I will give you the PR speak because I know you love it. Nolas will introduce a true Las Vegas style lounge to Atlantic City. It's not just another bar or just another stage. Everything from the interior design to the curated entertainment lineup will make Nolas an unmatched destination. Thank you. Warren Richards, Ocean Casino Resort's Senior Vice President of Food and Beverage. I have to say, though, if you look at the picture, it looks like a bar out of a nice Vegas hotel. So you're excited? I'm excited. I mean, it looks like a very nice cocktail bar. I mean, if... It looks the same sort of as, uh, like, the bar at American Cut or wherever we went. Sort of, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, so that's that's the thing I'll say. You can have a very nice-looking bar with a very unimpressive cocktail menu. I thought you and your brother loved the cocktails at American Cut. They were fine. Now I'm walking back my praise. Yeah, come on. I thought it was like some sort of life-changing old-fashioned or something. I don't, I don't know. know. I think we got penicillin or something like that. Which uh, is maybe. Cocktail. Uh, scotch cocktail. That's for you, Scotch. You would like a penicillin. 
So, of course, all the questions are, will it be open on weekdays? That was posted by about 50 people on the Facebook group, and there was just no answers. <laughs> that means no. I mean, I would be surprised. But... I mean, certainly not in the winter, I would assume. No. To me, as somebody who likes cocktails, like this type of place, just a cool-looking lounge that's just a good place to sit. And one thing I'll say, like American Cut, yes, the bar is nice, but it was very, very dead and empty when we went. And, you know, its primary purpose is not to be a lounge in a bar. So, you know, if this place has a cool cocktail program and, you know, you got to use the word program so that you know that I'm serious about cocktails. So if they have good cocktails and, you know, the vibe is as cool as the picture looks, then I'm pretty excited. Anyways, again, anyways, got to cut that shit out. <laughs> what else do we have? Are you excited for this bar, right? I, I know you love it. Yeah, so apparently, even though I am not party to any of this, there was a big Twitter hubbub about a Vital Vegas article about a player who won a $1.1 million side bet jackpot at Golden Nugget in Vegas and tipped $200, and apparently people thought that was in poor taste. So, I don't know, you can probably break down the story a bit more than, than I can, given you were following it. Yeah, I mean, it got brought up by multiple people, so I won't just single out Vital Vegas for this, but... uh I'll link to the Vital Vegas article because that was certainly the one that got the most traction, I think. It, it was a huge discussion in the Five Hundy Facebook group that got heated and locked and led to Tim from Five Hundy saying that maybe for his next episode, which is 800, he should nuke the Facebook group and make his life much better, which I felt like you would probably appreciate. You know, you appreciate the sentiment. I have to say the Facebook group is like mostly pretty fine now, though. There are people that try to only post stuff that's like their own stuff just because they're hustling or whatever, and it irks me. And then sometimes you let those things through and then it irks me even more. So, <laughs> so it's me that's messing it up. It's not yes. actually the people. Like I've considered like, mm, should I just kick this person from the group? But I, I feel like you wouldn't like that as much. So. Yeah, it's tough. It's probably not as tough for you because you'd but be there was, so there was But there was someone that like recently I, I saw you let them have one of their posts get through. And I was like, oh no, I just automatically. Do I decline all of this business posts? <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, the, I mean, part of that, like our group, there are so many other Atlantic City groups now. Our group is like way down the list. Yeah. Like there's always been the Everything You See group now. There's like Solo, Atlantic City, Northeast Casinos, and a new one that I didn't know about. I don't think it's even that new. Atlantic City Adventures with David Wong. That's where everybody is. I'm probably letting the cat out of the bag. People are like, why are you talking about this? This is like the secret club. Sorry. So we're talking about tipping. Why are we talking about Facebook group? We're talking about tipping. $1.1 million side bet jackpot on a table game. How much do you tip, Kyle? I feel like I'm more with the people that are like, you don't need to tip 10% or something. What What are the people saying that are like angry about this? Like, what do they think a reasonable amount to tip is? $10,000? Like, what do they want? Travel Fanboy made the point that like, you're not doing anybody a service by just saying that $200 is a really low tip and not giving any sort of guidance about what right. is a good tip. Because like, Nobody has any knowledge about how to tip when you win a $1.1 million jackpot. So, of the two of us, you're the only one that's gotten a hand pay, right? You could won like $2,260 and you just tipped the 60 right? I think that's right, which mm -hmm. probably I would get tip shame for. Okay. In retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would probably tip over 100 now if that happened again. So the Vital Vegas, part of, part of my problem with the Vital Vegas article is that he said, you know, what is, what's a reasonable tip for a $1.1 million jackpot? We'll put it this way. It's more than $200. Like that doesn't help anybody. It's, and it's one thing, you know, if it's, if you're betting $100,000 a hand and you hit $1.1 million, like, yes, you should know. But if you're betting like 25 or $50 a hand, and I, I couldn't tell what the person was betting, but the picture from Golden Nugget, somebody else at the table was betting $50 a hand. So clearly the minimum was $50 or lower. 
those people, like, yeah, if you're playing $50 on whatever it is, crazy for poker or whatever, that's pretty high level, but, like, you're not expecting $1.1 million. And then the other point that Tim from The Better Life brought up is, he didn't, I, well, he just asked the question, how do they pay the $1.1 million, right? Like, what are you getting right there, you know, if you're expected to tip thousands yeah, and thousands sure of dollars? Works. Right, like you may not have thousands of thousands of dollars. Um, I'm I'm sure you don't get it. You don't get cash. So I don't know. I mean, all that stuff. I have all those questions. If you just luck out and you're some like nickel better, right? You're betting five bucks a hand and you hit some crazy progressive jackpot for a million bucks. Does that make a difference? Because you just wouldn't be expected to know, or is it like, uh, you should now? If you're, you shouldn't even step into the casino if you don't know how to tip. I mean. If we're talking about the starting bet being $1 versus $50, like, no, I don't think it makes a difference at all. Not for a $1.1 million jackpot. I guess my thing that I keep coming back to is, like, why would anybody know what is ex- acceptable on this? But there's there probably are norms or whatever, I guess. Like, why would anyone know that 18% is acceptable at a restaurant? But, like, we don't know the norms. Here's the thing for me. Like, I suspect I would tip far under what most people would find appropriate, I guess. It would probably be more than $200, <laughs> I have to say, for $1.1 million. But I don't think it would be astronomical. Like, I don't even think it'd be 1%. Like, I can't imagine tipping $10,000. Right, so I will give Vito Vegas credit for that, because he did say, like, you know, obviously you can't tip 10%, because you're talking about just astronomical numbers at that point. And so even, mm-hmm. you know... $20,000, which would be 2%. 2%. Like, that's a crazy, yeah. like, that's a big number. I think he said that was crazy. The person who posted this originally in the 500 group, because we're just stealing all the content from elsewhere now, said he's a Vegas dealer, and he said the bare minimum would have been 25 k and even that would have been considered low. I, I No way would I ever tip 25 k But, like, here's here's the thing. I, I think I'm an extremely generous player, and, like, I tip more, and, like, I tip when I'm having bad sessions, and, you know, I, I feel like the dealers get plenty from me or whatever, and so, like, they have in some way, like, some downside protection when I'm at their, their table, and maybe I'll be, like, a bit less generous when I hit a $1.1 million jackpot, which I won't hit anyway, so it doesn't matter, but <laughs> never, never would I tip 25k. That was my first reaction was like, obviously, that's crazy. So I kept trying to think, what would I have tipped in that situation? It's hard to take the context of the discussion out of it, right? Like, it's not like these people would have seen all the back and forth about, oh, how much are you expected to tip (laughs) before this happened? My wild guess is just like 2000 bucks, like two $1,000 chips. My guess would be $1,000. Just like if this happened to me and I hadn't put thought into it beforehand, my gut feeling is I would tip a thousand, which is 0.1% of what I had won. I guess my thing is just like tip something that feels right to you and and try not to feel bad about it. With that said, if there's a dealer that doesn't want me to play their game because of that, like they're welcome to tell me and I'll happily not play there. So if you tip $2,000, right? On a yep. 1.1 or a thousand. Sure. The dealer may go gripe about it to his dealer friends later mm-hmm. about like, oh, a thousand bucks. That's 0.1%. That's still a big dip. <laughs> It's certainly a lot more than I would usually tip, and like I said, I think I'm a very generous tipper, so I'm many standard deviations above an average tipper. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. We're not like Dr. Mike territory. No, 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 in any way. We can only aspire. Podcasting skills, tipping, in no way do we measure up. No. General life experience. Again, my, my gut feeling is it would be a thousand. I also don't bet side bets. So there's, there's yeah, that. Right. Yeah. Good point. Uh, so then of course there's like backlash to the backlash of a bunch of people like don't tip shame or whatever. And like at some point, you know, if, if you absolutely stiff, right? Like if you're just like, here's a buck, maybe you could tip shame. 
Uh, but, like, here's the thing. Like, the games I play, like, I play a lot of Pygao Tiles or whatever. And, like, let me tell you, like, I'm probably the only person I've ever seen tip in that game in my life. My understanding, yeah, is that, like, the vast majority of table game players don't tip. And my, I also, I've heard, I don't know how accurate this is, and I'm sure it's personal preference, but, like, that they would rather you bet for them and have some fun with it rather than just, like, well, throw them a buck I mean, every now and again. Yeah, but they would also rather you give them 25k when you win a $1.1 million jackpot than 1k, too, so. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> would you like more money? No? Yes. Oh, okay. So that's that uh, discussion. It's it's weird. Like, let's say I got a hand pay for twenty two sixty. My gut feeling is I would also tip sixty there. So I would I would do what you did, which is what like three percent less than three uh, percent. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I probably should have tipped more on that. I think it's fine. Relax, do it fine. But like, it's a hand pay. They just come out and they hand you some forms. I don't know. That's a, that's also the argument everybody makes. For, I don't need tip. Somebody's yeah. doing their job. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. It must be nice to be like the hand pay person. Yeah, that seems like the best job in the casino. Except they never seem happy about it. Like, they never look like, ooh, get to go f- get somebody's W2G forms filled out. By the way, I just, I dominated you in the over-under. Oh, so my goodness, you yeah. owe me a, a tip now, so. Craig talked a lot. Shock of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, if you would reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for win. Find all of our wonderful content and buy a shirt at do for win.com. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions to do for win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? I just feel like we really provided a service by giving a definitive answer to the tipping question. As always, we always provide a service by never trying to hedge and just always just putting something out there and planting our flag in the ground and and sticking with it. Certainly, I would have to wait and see. Never been said on this show. (laughs) It depends is not part of our vocabulary. (laughs) Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. We Um, are set up for the season finale. Yeah. I, I just watched it literally minutes before the start of the show. I thought it was pretty good. It was, it seems like... The season is somewhat improving. So essentially what happened is Jip and Joe Mazarias have decided to go get Nucky. And uh, so they break into the Ritz and, I don't know, a bunch of them get shot. Unfortunately, Eddie gets shot as well. So Nucky basically has to take refuge with Chunky White and his men while Eddie is getting operated on there by the uh, potential suitor to Chalky's daughter. Uh, we got to see Lucky get arrested trying to presumably sell heroin to an undercover cop, even though Meyer Lansky told him not to do it. And then at the end of the episode, we got to see uh, a bunch of people roll up, presumably to uh, Lucky's defense, because Eli managed to get uh, Al Capone to help them out. So what I miss? Chip was offering a $25,000 reward to all of Chalky's people to turn over Nucky. Nobody mm-hmm. does it. And instead, they come to his aid with a bunch of guns. So it seems like Nucky now has his army between Al Capone and whoever Al Capone's bringing and yep. all of Chalky's people. So this is all setting up for season three finale next episode. <laughs> You've got mail or something, dude. <laughs> it's my dryer. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. I don't know why it took so long to shut off. So I'm excited that we got to this point and it looks like it's finally setting up for like an interesting climax of Jip getting gotten. I'm yeah. Sure. Which is going to be great because he sucks. But like, he I didn't suck. need 10 episodes before this to know he sucked. I knew he sucked after one episode. It feels like this whole season could have been like four episodes and it would have been fine. Like, Jip sucks. More Jip, Jip sucks. sucks. Attack. Yeah, J- Jimmy's fight. mom also sucks. Yeah, that's true. That's so. true too. I, I felt kind of like we we're going to have uh, 
Harrow go out into the forest again with all his stuff next episode. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was a little worried about that. He they show him like lining up all his guns. It's like, yeah, many, many guns. Yeah, Jip's people have like taken over the brothel and they're yeah. hanging out there and it's just chaos there. Yeah, Jimmy's mom has kicked Harrow out of the brothel, so presumably he has nothing going on in life anymore. Harrow, yeah, Harrow has seemed like he was gonna try to take Tommy and GTFO with his new lady friend. It's pretty clear that Jillian thinks that Harrow's trying to steal Tommy away with his new girlfriend. I don't think he's gonna kill himself. I think he's gonna be just total badass mode and like mow down half a Gyps guys because that's the way Harrow rolls. That sounds right. He's got a lot of guns. He's got a lot of guns courtesy of the US Army apparently. Yes. Apparently. I, I do have to say, the whole episode does seem like uh, it was an episode of, like, why are all these people still following Bucky? It just pointed out, like, what an asshole he is or whatever. Like, why are, are, are Chalky and Eddie still, like, in his corner or whatever? But Yeah, especially Chalky. Like, Nucky's been such a dick to Chalky on so many <laughs> occasions, like, going back to the first episode. Of, you know, the three people that are forever in his corner, it's, it seems like it's, it's Eli, Chalky, and, and Eddie, and Nucky has been nothing but, like, absolutely miserable to any of them, so. Yeah, like, incredibly e- evil to Eli, especially, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of weird that, like, Eli's character's been so, I mean, uh, Nucky's character's been so awful, and, and now he's got people on his side. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens in the last episode, although, I mean, pretty obviously, there's an episode, there's a season four and a season five, so. Yep. I don't think it's the Jip show. <laughs> I mean, presumably Lucky will just be in jail forever now. Never see him again. Yeah. I think we should make a deal that if Nucky dies and it's the Jip Rossetti show for season four and five, we're just not going to watch it. That sounds good. I don't think we're at much risk of that. Oh my goodness. What is happening in your situation? Ice maker. Should have turned that off. <laughs> dryer. Ice maker. It's the dryer and the ice maker are like, look, nobody gives a shit about Boardwalk Empire wrap it up yeah. like the dave chappelle skit <laughs> zip it up and zip it out <laughs> zip it do okay there's there was it was just a lot of build-up right it was a lot of him fleeing and then not fleeing so i don't there's not much else to say it was nucky just thinking about like what to do or whatever and i guess like eddie's hallucination pep talk or whatever made him decide like you know what i'm gonna stand and fight so we'll get to see it all play out next episode we have to watch in the next week now if we're gonna record next week well, that's true. Yeah, we'll have to do that. The best part is when, when something makes us cancel next week, and then we actually don't have a pre-trip episode. <laughs> when something makes us cancel our trip, and we record next Aww. week for nothing. I'm so nervous about this now. I mean, I'm, I'm at the bottom of a 10% beer, so I'm like a little less nervous. Yeah, no, I'm terrified. Anyway, thank you guys very much, and we'll hopefully talk to you next week. And at least, Craig, you support Leeds and not Arsenal. So That's true. <laughs> just uh, perhaps our finest episode to date. <laughs> and by finest, I mean worse. Oh, man, so much rambling.